Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Hi, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday the 24th of January. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast presented, of course, by Anna Jar and Levine. Accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE. If you're dealing with a personal injury, whatever accident you had, you can trust Anna Jar and Levine to make sure that you get right. You take care of your health. They take care of getting you the money that you deserve. You get an attorney on the phone immediately when you call 800-747-3733. So, we got a lot to get to today. We're going to have some fun. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. If you want to watch the videos, after you listen to the podcast, first you listen to the podcast, 
wherever you get your podcast from, you tell all your friends. And then if you want to get a look at this beautiful punum right here, then you go to the YouTube, all right? YouTube.com slash at Zaslo Show. So first you listen, then you go watch. That creates the good formula for Zaslo Show 2.0. And of course... We're looking to add a couple, a couple more sponsors, all right? We're looking at a couple more. And if you're interested in your business advertising, partnering up, if you want to get on board this train, Zaslow Show 2.0, we do have a couple of open spots available. You go to my Twitter bio, you can see my email right there. Or I'll just tell you, it's not hard to remember. Jonathan Zaslow at gmail.com. So last night, the Panthers, you know we were really looking forward to the Panther game last night. The Panthers lose to get their ass kicked, all right? Uh, And they they actually played really well, especially in the second period, and and then it fell apart. Especially in the third period, it falls apart. They they go down 3-1 in the second. That's a killer because you're really outplaying the Rangers there in the second. And and 3-1 very quickly becomes 5-1 in the third period, and that's all she wrote. I was out last night. I had a weird day yesterday, if you guys were listening to the show yesterday, you know, the show released a little bit later yesterday than it normally does, and that's because I had a funeral to go to, well, I, I didn't have to go, I mean, I had a funeral in the morning, uh, a childhood friend of mine passed away, I told you guys that, and then last night I was doing, you know, similar type stuff, alright, so last night I got home, and and then I watched the Panther game when I got home, and and, and what, once it became 4-1, uh, I, I gotta get out of this, alright, and, and uh, so... I had to switch over to my stories, all right? Last night was WWE Raw Triple X. Raw is Triple X. And what does that mean? No, it does not mean that WWE is doing porn now. It means that Raw turned 30 years old yesterday. The longest episodic television, weekly episodic television show in the history of cable television. WWE Monday Night Raw. So last night, Raw is Triple X. And I'm about halfway through this show. You know, I... Look... I can't stay up all hours of the night watching my stories. I'm halfway through the show. So far, it's been a lot of fun. It's excellent. And I'll finish that this afternoon. Special edition of It's Still Real to Me. That's our weekly pro wrestling show. We're going to do two of them this weekend. We're going to do a Royal Rumble recap. Royal Rumble's this Saturday night. Going to do a Royal Rumble recap show this weekend. And also on Thursday night, we're going to do kind of a Royal Rumble preview show. So that's in a couple nights from now. And of course, it's still real to me. That is under the Zaslow Show 2.0 umbrella. Of course, we are a Blue Wire podcast now. But that doesn't change for you guys. However, you were getting the podcast before. That's still how you're getting the podcast now. Be it iTunes or Amazon, Google, iHeart, Spotify, whatever it is. Make sure you tell all your friends. So the Panthers lose last night. I would imagine uh, because Sergei Bobrovsky apparently is, is... I don't know if he's ready to go. But they, they had good news about Barbrovsky. I think he was on the ice yesterday morning. Spencer Knight served as the backup last night. So he is good to go. Alex Lyon did a fine job. You know, the three games, he won two of them. Lost last night against a very good Ranger team. He did his job as the third goalie and coming in an emergency situation a few games ago against Montreal. I would expect Spencer Knight is in between the pipes tonight. It's been a long time since we've seen Spencer. He was hurt, then he was with the AHL team, and now he's back with the big league club. Like I said, he was backing up Alex Lyon last night. Big responsibility this evening for Spencer Knight. Like I said yesterday, and we're talking to Craig Minervini, and if you miss any of Zaslow's show 2.0, always go back in the archives. I appreciate that. You go back and listen. You get caught up on what you haven't listened to yet. But 
you know, we're talking to Minovini yesterday. You want three out of four points these two games. Well, now the best case scenario is you get two. Two out of four tonight if you get a victory. If you get a win tonight, second night of a back-to-back against Pittsburgh, you're going to feel pretty good despite what took place last night. Last night was shitty. Rangers are betting the Panthers right now. What else are you going to do about it, you know? Uh, tonight, though, you can't... This is a major test of the Panthers. You can't go 0-2. And even coming away with just one point. Like, if they lose in overtime tonight, that would also be disappointing. You go into this game, win this game tonight. The Panthers enter... Three points back of Pittsburgh. So a win tonight, you can pull within one. Now, Pittsburgh does have three games in hand. That's not a small thing. But you could pull within one point of Pittsburgh tonight. And Washington is the other wildcard team right now. The Panthers are five points back of them. They're both even in games played. So both those spots are within striking distance. You got to win tonight, though. You can't go into the biggest test of the season. These two games, on the when the Panthers were 7-2-1 and one in their previous 10 games, and then you go into these two games at the Rangers and at the Penguins and get your ass kicked in both. They got their ass kicked last night. Tonight, get this win against Pittsburgh, and then you come home. It doesn't get a whole lot easier, all right? You got the LA Kings coming up on Friday night, and then sat, both these are at FLA Live Arena. You got the Kings on Friday night, and then you got the Bruins, who never lose, although the Panthers did beat them. You got the Bruins then on Saturday night. So it, it, it doesn't even up, ease, ease up. I mean, uh, you still you got a tough schedule the rest of this week. The Kings are really good, and the Bruins are the best. You can't lose this game tonight. Go into Pittsburgh. Spencer Knight, like I said, likely between the pipes. Get this win. All right, so that's what's going on with the Panthers here. We got to do a lot of NFL today. Our pal Damon Amendolara, CBS Sports Radio, every morning on CBS Sports. He's your morning host. Damon Amendolar is going to join us here, former Miami host. So you guys know him. He used to do nights on WQAM. He was actually on opposite me. He Now we're going back about uh, 13, 14 years. He did nights on WQAM opposite me doing nights on 790 a ticket. 790 a ticket doesn't exist anymore. But Damon, he'll join us coming up. We love having him on the program. We haven't spoken to him in a while. So we'll get DA on. We'll do a lot of NFL. So, I talked about this yesterday where, you know, the, Bill, the Bills, I think, are the most disappointing team in the league. And, and good, because it's always F the Bills. I told you yesterday, I'm thrilled the Bills lost. I'm so over trying to, like, the Bills are such a great story. Thank God DeMar Hamlin's okay. The rest of that team, I mean, I, I want misery. Uh, the fan base, Bills Mafia, come on. I don't care, and I'm tired of pretending like I do. I'm so glad the Bills are done. I think the Bills are as disappointing a team as there is in the entire NFL. And I told you after the Dolphin game, that game was close more about the Bills and what they couldn't do than the Dolphins and what they did. The Dolphins didn't do anything. Dolphins offense. Defense made plays. Dolphins offense didn't do anything. All right. And so this brings me to yesterday because I was talking about this. And I don't know how you... I, I don't understand... How anyone can watch what transpired this weekend in Buffalo and not believe that the Dolphins take that ass if Tua had played the week before. I had a little back and forth on social media yesterday. And that's okay. Look, if you don't think Tua is the guy, forget about the health part, all right? If you don't think Tua is the guy, if you don't think Tua is a big-time quarterback, okay, hey, 
We're all allowed to have our opinion there. No one knows for fact, although I mean, I would say Tua's numbers this year were pretty damn great. Although, we got, I got to be fair. I love Tua, but I got to be fair. You know, Tua was around for most of that five-game losing streak. Matter of fact, the games against the Chargers, the Niners, the Packers, where he suffered the concussion through the interceptions, you know, those games right there, Tua had the ball, the Bills, the Bills, Tua had the ball in the fourth quarter of all those games, either with the lead or a chance to take the lead and win the game. And he didn't come through. That's a fact. You got, you got to be fair about that, all right? But here's my point as far as the Dolphins would have beaten the Bills if they had Tua. Whatever you think of Tua, whether you think he's great or not, and I do, but whether you think he's great or not, can we all agree that if the Dolphins lost by three with a pretty inept offensive performance en route to 31 points, I mean, those 31 points were gifted to them. Mistakes, penalties, special teams. If the Dolphins lost by three points with Skylar Thompson as the quarterback, at the very least, even if you don't believe in Tua, even if you don't think Tua's the guy, at the very least, can we all sit here and agree that Tua is three points better than Skylar Thompson? Can we all agree that Tua would have gotten three points more than Skylar Thompson managed to muster? Can we agree on that? Can we agree on that? I don't think that's a lot to ask for. So I understand if you don't think that Tua is the guy. I get it. But when I say that the Dolphins win that game, if Tua winds up playing, and you wholeheartedly disagree, you're telling me that Tua is not three points better than Skylar Thompson? Because I'll tell you what, Vegas thinks so. If Tua would have played, that line would have been at least three points different. But we're not even talking about gambling purposes. We're talking about if Skylar Thompson can engineer X amount of points against the Bills, you don't think Tua could have given you three more? Come on. You got to be fair. I'm being fair. You got to be fair too. Come on. So I, I, I don't get it. Even if you're not a Tua guy, you come out of that game, especially after Sam. We'll talk to Damian Mandelara about this. We'll see if he agrees. You're coming out of that game this weekend now against the Bengals. I don't know how you don't think that Tua definitely wins you that game. The Bills were massive frauds, it turned out, the entire season. I know Josh Allen now, they're saying he's got the elbow injury. Stefan Diggs is super upset. He should be. But I'm glad the Bills are done, man. So, I'm looking at the four teams remaining. And I'm trying to figure, all right, of these four teams remaining, who do I trust the most? AFC Championship, Bengals, Chiefs. NFC Championship, Eagles, Niners. Who do I trust the most going into the games this weekend? Maybe we'll make that into a Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. You can always hit me up, by the way, at Zaslow Show on Instagram, where I'm an influencer, at Zaslow J. Love getting back at you guys. But at Zaslow Show on Twitter, that Twitter, Elon Musk, it's a freaking dumpster fire. I hate it. But anyway, of the four teams remaining, who do we trust the most? I'm, I'm going to give it to you in order here. 
I'm, I'm actually going to start at the top because the top's easy for me. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go in order. I'm going to take out the dramatic effect. I'm going to go one through four. Because the team that I trust the most, and this is crazy to say this, the team that I trust the most going into this weekend is so easy for me. It's the Bengals. I trust the Bengals the most. You look at the teams that are remaining. Bengals, of course, were in the Super Bowl last year. So you know that they could win big games. Joe Burrow does not get rattled. He's as cool as they come. You thought they had offensive line deficiencies last week. They still managed to kick the shit out of the Bills. I look at the four teams remaining. I trust the Bengals the most. Number two, the Eagles. I trust the Eagles the second most going into this weekend. Based on what we saw from the Eagles this weekend, they really kicked the shit out of the Giants. Jalen Hurts looks good to go. Looks fine. I trust the Eagles. They've had a great year, and they showed that they're ready to go last week. You say, Zaslow, where are the Chiefs? Tell you what, the Niners are coming in at number three. Yeah, that's right. I trust the Niners third most. The Niners might be the most well-rounded team. But eventually, Brock Purdy's got to have a game where he's not, where, where, where he makes some mistakes. And this Eagle team's really good. And now we're on the road. He's never lost a game, Brock Purdy. I think it's pretty acceptable if Brock Purdy loses his first game in the NFC Championship. Like, there's no shame in that. And the team that I trust the least out of the four teams remaining to Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, the Mahomes injury is a major factor, but you know what? Even if Mahomes didn't get hurt, If they didn't smoke the Jaguars, if the game was somehow like similar to what it was, seven points, maybe ten points. If Mahomes didn't get hurt, I think I'd still have the Bengals number one. Joe Burrow and the Bengals not afraid of the Chiefs. They're not afraid. They went there and they won last year, right? They're not afraid. So if Mahomes wasn't hurt, I would have the Chiefs two, maybe three, but probably two. But with Mahomes hurt, he, I mean, he's going to play. At the very least, he's going to try to play. You know, if it's the NBA, you, you're, out, you're out until next year. Mahomes, at the very least, you know he's going to attempt to play. Speaking of which, Sam Bennett last night for the Panthers, I mean, I thought he had a devastating knee injury. Got his skate caught up. He's in a ton of pain. Couldn't put any pressure. He hobbles off the ice. He, he's, he's essentially carried off the ice. Comes back in the game. NBA player, he's out until a year from now. 12-month recovery. Sam Bennett back in the game. And you could see he's grimacing throughout. He, I, he was in a lot. Of, I'm talking about when he came back in the game. He was still grimacing, still in a ton of pain. NBA player, he can't play for 12 months. Oh, it's so pathetic. Mahomes going to play. He's going to at least try to play. No way he doesn't. If he were healthy, I'd probably trust them second most, but not ahead of the Bengals. I trust the Bengals the most this weekend. Eagles second, Niners third, the Chiefs. Chiefs are fourth for me. I don't trust the Chiefs this weekend. I don't. I don't trust them. I just, I don't, I, you know, you don't know what Mahomes is going to look like. And if they go to Henny, I'm not trusting a Chad Henny Chiefs team ahead of the Bill, uh, ahead, ahead of the Bengals and Burrow. I know Henny's. Brought them 98 yards, right, when he had to come into the game. Excellent job by the former Dolphin quarterback. But I just, I I don't trust this Chiefs team if Mahomes is not 100%. 
And part of it is because, yeah, the team that's on the other side of the ball, oh man, they got a, they got a bunch of guys. They, they're not scored. You can't be scored. They're not scored. I don't trust the Chiefs this weekend. I trust the Bengals. So that's what I got. Number one, I trust the Bengals. Two Eagles, three Niners, four Chiefs. Yeah. Now, and also, uh, we'll, we'll talk to DA about all this stuff coming up. But also, so we're in the conference championship games. We've got championship Sunday coming up. What a sports weekend we got coming up, by the way. Saturday night, WWE Royal Rumble. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. We'll go over more of that Thursday night on, a, on an extra episode of It's Still Real to Me for Zaslow Show 2.0. And then Sunday, you got Championship Sunday, 3 p.m., 6.30. I believe those are the times, right? Best Super Bowl matchup as far as the NFL is concerned. If the NFL can choose, who you know, if it's scripted. You know, a lot of you guys think it's scripted. You, 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 think, you think it's all, you know, it's, it's totally fixed. All right, if that's the case, what's the Super Bowl matchup the NFL is looking for? And for me, look, the Niners, okay? Niners are always an attractive team. San Francisco's a big market. The Niners have, what are we talking, five Super Bowl wins, very popular team. But the Eagles, Northeast, they're always going to want the Northeastern market to be involved. And that fan base, I mean, they're garbage fans. But that fan base is rabid. Great fan base, garbage fans. Eagles, Chiefs. Eagles, Chiefs is the matchup. Yes, the Bengals getting their second year in a row, fine. But Mahomes is practically the face of the NFL. Kansas City, Philadelphia is the dream Super Bowl matchup for the NFL right now. And, and if not for at the very least, you get the Andy Reid Bowl. Andy Reid's current team, who he's won a Super Bowl with, against Andy Reid's former team. You know, they made the, uh, the NFC Championship, what, like five times? Five times, not five times in a row, I don't think. But made the NFC Championship game a bunch of times. Was never able to win it. Got to Super Bowl once. Donovan McNabb puked. The Andy Reid Bowl. Chiefs, Eagles. That's the built-in story. That's If the NFL can handpick what they want, that's the game. That's the game they want. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So anyway, we're marching toward the championship games this week, and we're marching toward a very big weekend as far as sports go. I told you, WWE, Royal Rumble Saturday night. As far as tonight goes, yes, we got dual TV action in the Zaslow Mansion. 
You got Panthers, Penguins. Now, start times here. This is important, all right? Panthers and Penguins tonight, I believe is 7 p.m. Let's confirm this here. Hang on a second, everybody. 7 p.m., yes. 7 p.m. Panthers, Penguins. 7.30 TNT. You got Heat Celtics. This is a litmus test as well. You got you got double litmus tests going on. Panthers, it'll be a massive disappointment if they lose both these games last night at the Rangers and tonight at the Penguins. And at the same time, you got Heat Celtics. Now the Celtics are playing the second night of a back-to-back. The Heat are coming off a Saturday afternoon game where they beat the Pelicans. And the Heat are at the best place they've been at all season right now, probably playing their best basketball. I mean, they've thrown in a couple stinkers, the game at Dallas and certainly the game at Atlanta. But overall, the Heat are in the best shape they've been in all year, and they're healthy. The Heat, 26-22. and 22, That ties a season best four games over 500. they They're sixth in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics, 35-13, and 13, best record in the NBA. They've won nine of their last ten. I, I think they had just—had they just won nine in a— no, they, they had some kind of stretch going on here. Yeah, Boston had just won nine. My goodness. Yeah, Boston had just won a bunch of games in a row. And then last night, they lost the Magic. Go figure that out. They, look, Magic got a good future. That's shit team right now. Magic have a decent future. Last night, the Magic beat the Celtics 113-98. to um, One of their big guys didn't play. Either Horford... Or Williams didn't play. No, Williams didn't play. So most likely Horford, because I think they're sitting him back-to-backs. So Horford probably won't play tonight. Robert Williams, I assume, will play tonight after sitting out last night. Malcolm Brogdon is a game-time decision, I believe. Marcus Smart is a game-time decision, I believe. He got hurt a couple games ago. The Heat, everyone's good to go. You know, tonight would be... You know what you're going to get from Bam Butler. Tonight would be a nice night. If Kyle Lowry does something. Can he, you know, everyone fawning over Kyle Lowry a couple day, a couple afternoons ago. Scored seven points in the fourth quarter. It, like, isn't that, a, isn't that a red flag? If we're getting excited over Kyle Lowry scoring seven points in the fourth quarter. Over Kyle Lowry taking more than three shots of the game. Isn't that a red flag if we're getting excited over that? Heat and Celtics sites a major test for where the Heat are right now. It feels like the Heat are at their best... Well, they are. I don't say it feels like it. They're at the best spot they've been in all year. We're also headed toward the trade deadline. Make this front office believe that you're in this thing. Yeah, an NBA trade yesterday. I told you about that during Big Deal, Not a Big Deal. Rui Hashimura was traded to the Lakers. Uh, does nothing for me. I don't think Hashimura's a player. He's been a disappointment as a rookie, uh, as a, a lottery pick a few years ago out of Gonzaga. Yeah, I don't think Hashimura's a, a player. Kendrick Nunn was sent to Washington. Oh, but that's, that's a position that the Heat could have used. They only had to give up Kendrick Nunn and three second-round picks. I don't think Hashimura's a player. Maybe the Heat feel that way, too. I don't know. But, they're, they're, you know, we, we know we're dealing with rumors out there. Hey, make the front office believe that you're a team that would benefit from a big trade. I do believe that the Heat are out there trying to do something. So we got the trade deadline coming up in a couple of weeks. And tonight goes a long way toward... Like, if the Heat can go toe-to-toe with the Celtics tonight, if the Heat can get a huge win on the home floor, let's go, TNT game. There you go. Who's on? Oh, it's Ian Eagle, Jim Jackson, Jared Greenberg. That's your crew tonight. Obviously, excellent crew. And maybe show the rest of the league a little something here tonight. So, this is a major opportunity for the Heat. Well, if the Heat... On the big TV, Zaslow Mansion, family room. Now the Panthers will start on the big TV, 
and then we'll likely switch it over an intermission. Heat game starts at 7.30. That then gets big TV status. Panther game, that's going to be on the small TV. If the game's tight in the third period, we'll do the old switcheroo. We'll switch it back. We'll catch the end of the Panther game on the big TV, and then we'll flip back the Heat game once the Panther game ends. We'll see. I don't know how this whole situation is going to play itself out. We'll see. Now, another situation, which uh, seemingly has played itself out. It's over now. We talked a lot about this yesterday. Shannon Sharp. There's something weird going on there, all right? So, Shannon Sharp acting a fool on, I, I guess it was Saturday night at the Laker game. We talked a lot about it yesterday. Everybody's talking a lot about it. And everybody tuning right back in to Undisputed yesterday to see what Shannon Sharp is going to say. To see if he's going to apologize. To see if he's going to continue to defend his behavior. Because after halftime of that game where he was acting a fool and trying to fight all the Memphis Grizzlies, and, and even though Shannon Sharp in the past has a- admonished this kind of fan behavior, has been extremely critical of fans who sit in the front row and think they could behave any way they want to behave. Very hypocritical of Shannon, which wouldn't surprise you that the biggest hypocrite in professional sports, LeBron James, who has spoken out about fan behavior, who himself has had fans get thrown out of games, would tell you he's okay with it because his words, Shannon's my guy. If you're a fan behaving poorly, you got to go. Most of us believe that. But if you're a fan behaving poorly and you're LeBron's guy, he's okay with it. Biggest hypocrite in all of sports. Well, something weird's going on with Shannon. So yesterday... Shannon Sharp, I don't know, it's like in the middle of the show. They didn't start the show with it. Shannon Sharp's in the middle of the show. And he he gives off the... First of all, this apology took forever. But give Shannon Sharp's apology a listen here because the whole... I mean, he's thanking his... Thank him. He's apologizing to his kindergarten teacher. He's He's apologizing to the mailman. He's apologizing to everybody here. As you probably have heard or have seen... Friday night um, at the Lakers game, I want to apologize for my behavior. Um, You know, guys, I've preached for the last six and a half years, responsibility and accountability. And I take full responsibility for what transpired. It does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it. Me being the responsible person, me having the platform that I have and having so many people look up to me, I was wrong. I should have lowered the temperature in the arena. Instead, I turned the temperature up. And I let it get out of hand. And I want to apologize to a few people. First of all, I want to apologize to the Lakers organization, Jeannie Buzz, the Buzz family. I apologize for any harm or unwanted attention that I brought to your organization. I want to apologize to the fans that were in attendance and the fans that watched on television. Because that's not what you paid for and that's not what you tuned in to watch. Shannon Sharp should have been mentioned as, a, as someone that was at the game. Not someone that let his emotions run high and get out of hand during the game. I want to apologize to the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies, uh, organization and fans, I am sorry. More specifically, I want to apologize to Dylan Brooks. He is a fierce competitor, and seeing him up close, I get a sense of why he is what he is and how he's wired the way he's wired. Bruh, I apologize. I wish you the best of luck the rest of the season and continued success. Ja, it was a privilege and an honor to watch you up close and personal. Skip and I talk about you a lot of times, but to see what you do, the way you're able to elevate, lead the floor, contort your body, and finish at the rim is, is, is unbelievable and, and extremely impressive. And I want to apologize to you. 
I also want to apologize to my stylist, Hollywood. Bro, you had an impeccable record before you took me on as a client. And I want to apologize for my behavior because you were in attendance. And if I cause any smudge on your resume, I'm deeply sorry for that. I also want to apologize to LeBron James because y'all know how I feel about him. And he supported me through thick and thin. And bro, I'm sorry that I put you in this situation, that you had to support me in something like this. So I want to apologize to you. I want to apologize to my family. I want to apologize to my brother, my sister, my mom, my kids, and my grandson. Because one day you're going to be old enough and you're going to see what transpired in that arena. So uh, something weird's going on with Shannon Sharp. Because think, think about what's been going on lately. I don't know. First of all, I, I think his time in Undisputed might be coming to an end soon. Maybe that's what's going on. But Shannon Sharp out there acting a fool on Saturday night. And then even after he had time to calm down after halftime, still did the whole thing with, uh, you, you know, talking to Dave McMenamin from ESPN. They didn't want that smoke. I'll take all of them on. Like, he, he's a grown man. And he's got time to chill out. And he still didn't chill out. And he really did continue to, to, exa- to exacerbate it by putting those words out there. And now, what happens? All right. Everyone's going to tune in to Undisputed on Monday. Got to see what Shannon's going to say. Got to see how he's going to react. And he did this whole over-the-top apology. He's, he's apologizing to a stylist? What the, what what are you talking about? And He's apologizing to John Moran because he's such an amazing athlete? That's really weird. And... You go back, what was it, a week or two? Uh, a couple weeks ago after DeMar Hamlin, right? Where very tense on the air between him and Skip Bayless. And that comes like a week after Shannon got angry at Skip on the air about Skip apparently being disrespectful to him about something to do with Tom Brady. So now we're tuning in the next day there to see, all right, what's going to happen here? And you tuned in the next day or two days later after DeMar Hamlin because you wanted to see Shannon on the show. What was he going to say? Because he didn't do the show the day before because it was too, like the situation. Skip Bayless sent out the tweet. Shannon didn't show up the next day. Shannon then was angry at Skip. They're going back and forth. It's very tense. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying necessarily that, that, that it's a put on by Shannon Sharp, but... It's been a lot of look at me, make sure you tune into the show the next day stuff going on on Undisputed, right? Am I wrong about that? I don't know, there's something weird going on there. I'll tell you what's not weird, all right? If you're looking for a place to watch the NFL Divisional Games this weekend, the least weird thing you could do is go to Briny Irish Pub Papado Beach. Briny Irish Pub Papado Beach, world's greatest upscale dive bar. That's right, you take Atlantic Boulevard all the way to the Atlantic. Don't park in the Atlantic. Park behind the Briny. They got a lot right there. And make sure you take a picture of your tag because it will validate your tag. And that's free parking if you bring that into the Briny. At the Briny, it's Tuesday. Mahi Taco Specials. That's right. Great music. There's live music every day at Briny Irish Pub, Papado Beach. Of course, the Briny Hour. That's happy hour. Four to seven, Monday through Friday. Cold beers. Great draft beers on tap. That's what we're talking about. And like I said, you know that's my spot, all right? Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. 
this Sunday. I will be there for the division championship games. Not sure which one yet. If it's the three, probably three o'clock, probably the earlier game. I'll be there this Sunday. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. Again, Atlantic Boulevard all the way down to the Atlantic World's Greatest Upscale Dive Bar. That's my spot. I'll see you there this weekend. All right, so you know all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by our beer of choice, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. You know I'm talking about Johnny Cuba, European roots with a Caribbean soul. Start your start your evening. Come on, let's get after it. Big sports night tonight. Eat Celtics. A refreshing German lager in a can. You pick up a six-pack at your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. I love you guys. Send me the videos. You're trying Johnny Cuba for the first time. You tell me how delicious it is. I'm posting it on the Instagram. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. Joining us here is our pal, Mornings CBS Sports Radio, Damon Amendolara. Everybody knows he was doing Miami Radio for a while, so he knows what's going on down here. Uh, DA, love having you on the show. I love being able to see you here. It's been my favorite part of of doing Zaslow Show 2.0, where, I mean, I say this every time I get a guest on for the first time on this version. It's my favorite part of doing the show like this. It's so much easier to see people, but you've been doing this like forever. I'm so behind the eight ball, right? Well, no, it's great to see you too, Zaz, and always fun to jump on with you. But yeah, this is the way of the world now to have cameras everywhere, to catch all of our all of our idiosyncrasies. It's always a little paranoid, you know, makes me paranoid because I'm like, is the camera on right now? Or we're coming back from commercial break. It's like thinking that all your microphone's always on. You really got to be on point when you know that the cameras are always rolling. I mean, I used to, not that, look, people can only see me from like the shoulders up, but for you, you're in studio. People can probably see, you know, everything that you and your crew have going on. So different from back in the day, you probably used to come in the studio at 560 WQAM, you know, looking the way I used to, like a schlub. And now you got you to gotta doll yourself up a little bit. And the one thing that our listeners love is watching us eat. You know, we're the morning shows, so we're always eating breakfast, but sometimes... Okay. We eat lunch during breakfast hours or dinner during breakfast hours. So everyone's always so interested in what we're eating, how much we're eating, and what time that we are eating that you got to like scarf it. You got to shovel it during commercial breaks at 745 in the morning in a five minute segment. So, yeah, the eyes are on you. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, and again, of course, DA, uh, every morning, 6 to 10 CBS Sports Radio. Very familiar, of course, with the Miami scene. So let me let me start asking you. I want to talk a lot of football with you, all right? But, you know, I thought after the Dolphins lost to the Bills, and I know everybody was giving the Dolphins credit. Oh, they hung around, third-string quarterback. And that's true. They played really hard, all right? They showed a lot of heart that game. But for me, DA, and I think this was proven to be true this weekend with the Bills losing to the Bengals, to me, that that Dolphins loss in Buffalo, that raised a bunch of red flags for Buffalo. I thought it was more about not the Dolphins almost winning that game. I thought it was about the Bills almost losing that game. And, and I, I think I was proven right this past weekend. That was the right read. And I kind of felt the same way. I had actually gone up to Buffalo for that Vikings collapse. They led by 17 yeah. points late second half. Josh Allen throws two red zone interceptions, end zone interceptions, fumbles at the goal line. They lose an OT. And I walked out of that stadium going, that's another tragic loss for this Bills team. Whether it was that game last year, the 13 seconds of the divisional round, losing to the Chiefs the way that they did. The Hale Murray was a painful loss. They have all these kind of stacked up. They lost a lead against the Texans in the wild card round a couple of years ago. 
And then when they played the way that they did against the Dolphins, I said the same thing. They're blowing them out at 17 nothing early, and you're like, the route is on. And what happened? Josh Allen mistakes, special teams blunders, defensive breakdowns, and at the end of the game, if it wasn't for the Dolphins struggling to even get plays called, the Bills nearly lost to Skylar Thompson. And I came out of that game going, the same stuff that has kind of dragged the the Bills down in recent years is happening again. And I thought, man, the Bengals, they didn't look good against the Ravens, but I think a lot of that had to do with the, the bad matchup for them. The Ravens' defense is excellent. It's fast. It knows them very well. I thought the Bengals not playing well against the Ravens wasn't indicative that the Bengals weren't good. It was just that's a bad matchup. So I really liked the Bengals last week. I picked them on the show. um, And obviously, as we're talking about, it bore out. But I just, there's been too many moments where the Bills now have to prove they can do it before you should believe that they're going to do it. It's quite possible. I mean, look, there were some bad teams this year that we thought would have been good. I mean, teams like Raiders, teams like the Broncos. Um, But based on what we know now, the Bills may be the most disappointing team this year. Would you agree with that? I would still say the Broncos are. I didn't believe in the Raiders. I believed in the Broncos. I thought the Broncos had a good enough defense. They had good enough skill position guys that, you know, Russell Wilson would kind of piece it all together. And their season was over in October. So that, that to me, is the biggest kablooey. At least the Bills made the playoffs, won a playoff game, won the division. But – in terms of expectations that the Bills yet again did not live up to, this is minimum two years in a row, maybe three years in a row, where you thought they could win the Super Bowl or should win the Super Bowl and fell short of the AFC Championship game. I mean, think about this. Week one, they go to L.A. and they pound the defending Super Bowl champs on a night where the Rams hung the banners. The next week, they demolished the Titans 41-7. The Titans were last year's one seed in the AFC Early on, the Bills had then gone to Arrowhead and won as well. Midway through October, they were the best team in football, seemingly. And here we are now. Did the Damara Hamlin situation emotionally exhaust them? It's possible. They went through two blizzards, a home game that was pushed to Detroit, a blizzard that killed 40 people in Western New York. I mean, it is possible by the time they got to the end here last weekend, they didn't have much left. At the same time, The way that they played down the stretch felt like ways that they played before this season in big spots. And now I just think that the Bills are the ultimate tease. After this year saying they're the Super Bowl favorite, you can't ever go into a season until they win one and call them the Super Bowl favorite again. They have to prove they can actually do it and deserve that title. Have you been a Josh Allen guy? And if you have been, do you think less of him now? I was slow on Josh Allen early. I did not like the way he ended his career at Wyoming. I know that people said, well, he didn't have great talent at Wyoming. His his seniors had left, and that was part of it. But I didn't like the way that he played against the Power 5 competition that final season at Wyoming. Then rookie season, I saw a lot of the same problems. And I said, see, this guy's not going to make it. And lo and behold, I mean, by this year, he has proven to be an elite QB. So, I think it's unfair in a world of the Derek Cars and the Teddy Bridgewaters and, you know, the the Carson Wentz's that keep getting starting jobs to really crack too badly on Josh Allen. He's a top five quarterback in the NFL. He's certainly a top 10. So I can't dig on him too much, but 
Sunday was a bad day for Josh Allen, and there were too many of those. The loss against the Jets this year is inexcusable. The collapse against the Vikings inexcusable. There was a couple of moments this year where the, the Bills really did not look right, and a lot of that had to do with Josh Allen. Maybe the throwing elbow was a problem, but Josh, what we saw, unfortunately, he's just not Mahomes or Burrow, and he might never be that. And that might be okay because there can only be one Burrow and one Mahomes, but in the AFC, it's pretty evident that he is a tier below those guys. Sunday was also a really bad day for Dak Prescott. I'll ask you the same question. Like, do you think less of Dak Prescott now? Yes, because I think that Josh Allen still does enough that wows you, that other guys can't do, that gets you back into games quickly or can completely shatter an opposing defense. I mean, what he did against the Patriots last year, the wild card round, I mean, he just dropped atomic bombs on the Patriots all night long. What he did, you know, down the stretch, you know, that was the Bills offense. It was feast or famine. But when he hit, he hit big. Dak doesn't do anything that makes you go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he can do that. He was great against the Buccaneers. But it wasn't like that was a superhuman performance. It was a great night for a good quarterback. Against better defenses, the Bucs were a sub-500 team against better teams in the playoffs. Yeah, Dak's never going to be a, a top five QB in the NFL. So, you know, part of Sunday was the reality that Dak's not there and Dak's not going to get there. He's 30 years old now. You know, you don't usually ascend to the next level seven years into your NFL career. So Dak is just going to be one of these guys that's the 10th to 12th best quarterback in the NFL, which is fine. You can make the playoffs with him, maybe win a playoff game, but he's never going to be the reason that you win a Super Bowl. You'd have to be perfect all around him to do that. Can you uh, can you explain what we're seeing with Brock Purdy here? Like how much, you know, the first game that he got in was uh, the game against the Dolphins, which was their second consecutive. Uh, no, that was the game that snapped the Dolphins five game win streak. Brock Purdy came in uh, in the first quarter. He was good. And, you know, he hasn't lost since. How much of it is, wow, this kid can play compared to, you know what, he's he's got a pretty good coach, he's in a really good system, and he's got a lot of big-time weapons around him. I think that's primarily it. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo did what Brock Purdy is doing, maybe to a slightly lesser degree, but did it all season long. Same coach, same weapon, same defense supporting him. So, you know, there there's part of this where maybe there's another – player even besides Brock Brock Purdy that that could do exactly this there probably is but you're reminded that a guy can have weapons he can have great coaching he can have a great defense but there still has to be something internally about him to keep a calm a composure and a cool and execute and Purdy did that there was a couple of moments in Sunday's game where I was like this is not nearly as easy as it has been for Brock Purdy let's see how he handles it could frustration settle in? Could nerves and jitters settle in? Could just poor decision-making settle in? And he never really did that. He wasn't dynamic, but when it was a one-score game or a tie ball game, he didn't give the game away. He threw low. He threw wide of the, the line of scrimmage so that you couldn't be knocked down or picked off. He didn't put the ball in bad spots. And when a guy was open, like George Kittle, it was a great catch by Kittle, but he was able to hit him. 
So I think there is something about Purdy's composure. And I had Steve Weich of the NFL Network on the show this morning. And he told me, he spoke to Mike McGlinch, the offensive lineman for the Niners, and about the Purdy thing. And he said, look, you know, nobody thought that Brock Purdy was going to be the starting quarterback by the end of the season. But there were four quarterbacks in training camp, and he had to win a spot on the roster. And he did that because when he came in in, in camp and came in, in preseason games, he absolutely had a command of the moment. And he did not seem like he was an easily rattled rookie. And so there is something internally within Purdy that he is expressing now on the football field that goes beyond just having a great situation. But the great situation is why he's here playing in the in the championship game. Do they have to win the NFC championship game for him to be the guy next year, or is he already the guy? I think at the moment it's a competition between him and Trey Lance, and you probably have to have Lance win the job. I, I think Purdy kind of comes in as the incumbent, and Lance has to take it from him. I think if he wins a Super Bowl – I don't think it's even a quarterback competition next year. I'm reminded of the Giants in 1991. Phil Simms led them to 10-1, and and Simms was the guy, the franchise guy. Hostetler comes in, wins a Super Bowl with them, and they didn't feel comfortable just handing the job back to Phil Simms. The locker room had just won a Super Bowl with Hostetler, so they made them battle it out in training camp. Now, ultimately, they decided on Haas. Might have been a mistake. But there was a feeling there, and that was Ray Handley. It was not Parcells anymore. But there was a feeling there that, look, the guy just won a Super Bowl. We can't just not give him the job again. You, you have to reward that some way. So I don't think we're there yet with Purdy that he's automatically the guy in 2023. But I think if he wins two more games, it becomes that. And even if he loses this weekend, it becomes he's got an equal shot to win this job next year. So what was the difference then with the Eagles? Was it that Carson Wentz was playing at an MVP level before he got hurt and Nick Foles won it? Yeah, I think that that Foles run for everybody in Philadelphia felt, A, a little uh, temporary, which it was, um, and B, they really felt like Wentz was the franchise guy because he was an MVP that season. Yeah. So... I think they assumed they would have done the same thing with Carson Wentz. Now we see in retrospect, that's probably wrong, but it's not like Trey Lance and not Garoppolo. He won't be back. It's not like Trey Lance had an MVP season that you said, well, see, he, he would be doing the same exact thing. He's a complete unknown, which is why you'd, you'd have to give Purdy a chance to win that job. The four teams remaining here, DA rank them based on level of trust going into this weekend. Um, I trust the Chiefs would be one except for Patrick Mahomes' injury. Mm -hmm. So I can't put them at one because if he's 60% of Patrick Mahomes, that's that's not the same as having 100% of Patrick Mahomes. Trust in a game well played? Probably the Eagles. And I say that because they're a complete team. And Saturday night showed that Jalen Hurts is ready for bright lights, big stage after the injury. I don't think you, you saw any ill effects of the injury. And for a playoff moment where the pressure was on the Eagles against a division foe, he blew them out of the water. So my trust is, even though I don't know if the Eagles will win, I trust that you'll get a good Eagles team. 
I'm not convinced you'll see a good Brock Purdy, which would hurt the, the, the Niners' chances, even though the rest of that team is great. He's got to have a bad game eventually. Got to have a bad game. Or even if he had the game he had last week, that's probably good enough to lose to the Eagles. Yeah. Good enough to beat the Cowboys. Um, I don't trust Mahomes' injury. I, I don't think you're going to see a great Mahomes. So I'd probably put Bengals two because I think the Bengals – have proven they understand how to win big games now and they follow their leader and Burrow is unflappable. And I know we're going to get a a good Joe Burrow on Sunday. It just depends on whether that defense can slow down whatever percentage Mahomes is. If the league had their choice, best case scenario for the Super Bowl, what do they want? Chiefs. Chiefs-Eagles, they had Chiefs-Niners a couple of years ago. They've already done that. NFL usually likes to get other fan bases involved, um, spread the wealth a little bit. San Francisco's a huge market, but Philly is a massive market as well. So you get a crazy Philly fan base, a crazy Philly media market, and you get Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I think they're okay, honestly, with any of the, the, the permutations, the four permutations. The Bengals with Joe Burrow have now become really interesting television. Burrow is compelling, but... The Bengals still lack the star, the star power that the NFL, I think, prefers. Mahomes is the star. The Chiefs are the offense. And I think that that, that moves the needle. And, you know, it would be kind of Mahomes going for immortality. If you win two Super Bowls, you've gone to three. Um, I think that puts him at a different level historically already. So I think they would opt for the Chiefs. Chiefs-Eagles, um, both- you get all the Andy Reid stuff. Oh, that's a good point, too. I hadn't thought about that. That's true. And Andy Reid revenge game? Yeah, Chiefs-Eagles is probably, yeah, the number one matchup. That's juicy. Uh, finally here, DA, Dolphins offseason. What do you do about the quarterback situation? Let's assume two is good to go. The Dolphins said last week, the doctors have told them there's no reason to believe that he won't be able to play and that he's not any more concussion prone than anybody else. So let's say two is good to go. Uh, what do you do, though? Do you bring someone in? It's got to be two as your starting quarterback, but you have to have a veteran backup that you feel like if you had to go to him, it's the season's not going to get tanked. I don't like the Tom Brady idea. To me, Brady already showed a regression this season. We saw Brady the way that he performed at the wild card round. You know, granted, there are problems coaching wise schematically with the Buccaneers, but I think if you're the Dolphins, you have a good sample size that. When you have a healthy Tua, it's a dynamic offense. He can pull the trigger. He can work the offense. They're a great team, a great offense with him. If you have a clear, clean bill of health from Tua, he should be your guy next season. The question is not, do you need to bring in Tom Brady for a year? It's, do you need a replacement permanently for Tua because you don't trust his health? Now, that's a different discussion. If you just go like, Look, he's been injured every single season. We we just don't think we ever get 17 games out of him. Fine. Now you're looking for a permanent solution. But a temporary one like a Tom Brady, I'm not into. I think you run it back with Tua and you see if you can get 17 games out of him because when he had eight or nine out of him this year, the offense was great. Excellent job, DA. Tell everybody how they can catch you. Yeah, we're on mornings on CBS Sports Radio. So if you're outside of a normal CBS Sports affiliate, the Odyssey app is great. It's free. It has podcasts of all of our shows as well, so you can listen on demand. 
listen live as well and everything across our Odyssey network. So uh, Odyssey is the free app. You can check us out every single day. Thanks, DA. I appreciate it, man. Really great job. Anytime, Zaz. Great job by Damon Amendolara there again. Uh, I'll be at the Briny this Sunday. We'll be watching the NFL Divisional Games tonight. We got the Heat and the Celtics. We got the Panthers and Penguins. There's a lot going on here today. We got enough sports going on here tonight leading into a major sports weekend. It's, I mean, it's going to make your head spin. Now, if your head hurts because you're not feeling well, if you're getting a little bit sick, you got to go to Doctors on Call 365. That's South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. Doctors on Call 365. They want to come to your home, your office, wherever you are. You don't have to wait in these lines in the emergency room. You don't have to go to the urgent care and then your copay, you're paying up the wazoo. No, if you don't feel well, you want the doctor to come to what's most convenient to you, to come to your home. Doctors on Call 365, that's what they do. They treat children, adults, elderly. If you need IV fluids, you need vitamin therapy, you need blood drawn, COVID tests, strep tests, flu tests. If you need your prescription filled or refilled, Doctors on Call 365 is coming to you. Now, it's self-pay, but you're going to pay less than what your insurance is going to charge your copay if you go in your waiting hours in the emergency room. So convenience is the key here, plus super affordable. Doctors on Call 365, they're based in Broward County, but also serving Miami-Dade County and Southern Palm Beach as well. Doctors on Call 365.com. I'm a patient, all right? My son's a patient. 786-577-9302. You'll get someone on the phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and the doc is going to come to wherever you are and treat you that day. Doctors on Call 365.com. 786-577-9302. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Yes, you know what I'm talking about here. Again, great job by DA. Always appreciate him. Big deal or not a big deal? We start things off with, how about Dallas Cowboys Twitter account? Now, obviously, a Cowboy fan is very upset. Dak Prescott, you heard DA and I talking about it there. He's not a big-time quarterback. It's fine. You can win with him, but you got to have all the good weapons. The rest of the team better be damn good. And the Cowboys offense is not good enough. Dak Prescott, how about this criticism from the Dallas Cowboys Twitter account. Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the Niners in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. Wow. That is the team Twitter account. I've never I've never seen anything like that. The team Twitter account is if I'm Dak Prescott, I am pissed off over that. How about Herm Edwards on television yesterday on it? What I want to say, I can't say on air because I'm a good Catholic man and I won't, I won't go there with it. Uh, but I will say this, it, it, it's, that's unfortunate. It really is. Uh, when you think about somebody in the organization and you're entitled to your opinion, uh, but this thing is called team. And uh, when you pick out a certain individual uh, to say you want to lay the blame on him personally, um, you know, that's just, to me, that I, I don't believe in that. I just don't. That's not how I'm built. Um, I do think this, this is a little bit of the Dallas Cowboys problem. It's always someone else's fault. Let me place the blame on this one person because it's not about us as a football team. And they played a game yesterday that I thought they played very good. It was, it was nine to six into the third quarter. 
they had an opportunity to win a game on the road. Matter of fact, the Dallas Cowboys got better. I talked about them a, la- uh, a month ago saying they needed to win a playoff game. They finally won one. Uh, can't win two in a row, though. So that's their next step. It's just unfortunate that someone would tweet that out. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a big deal. I've never seen a team's official Twitter account be openly critical of their franchise quarterback like that. Again, Dak Prescott should be most upset with himself. He stunk. But I don't know how that helps. That's that's a bold move, man. So I think it's a big deal. I could totally see Dak Prescott being pissed off about that. Big deal or not a big deal. The New England Patriots have hired former Houston Texans head coach Bill O'Brien as their new offensive coordinator. Tom Brady, Tampa rumors all over the place. Hey, we know Mac Jones is not the quarterback for the Patriots. He sucks. Could this mean that Tom Brady is going back to the Patriots? Yeah, Bill O'Brien going back to New England. To me, that's a big deal. I could see a Tom Brady Patriots reunion. To me, that's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Speaking of Tom Brady, you know, he does uh, the Let's Go podcast on Sirius XM Mad Dog Radio. And I think it's on Mad Dog Radio. And Tom Brady, last night, the host is Jim Gray. It's Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald. And Jim Gray last night, he's got to ask. He's got to ask Tom Brady if he's going to return. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, You said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to f***ing do, I'd have already f***ing done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. (laughs) You're scratching. It's only the question that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Take it easy, Tom. It's a question that obviously he's got to ask. People are listening to the show. It's the biggest question they want to be answered. He's got to ask it. Take it down a notch, Tom. I mean, come on, man. You get a little too riled up over that. But I think it's a big deal because I think he might be going back to New England. It would appear he's done in Tampa. I think especially all the coaching changes and Todd Bowles. Give me a break. But the offense coordinator changes all that. I, he might be done there. I'm going big deal. Finally, I got one more for you. After losing to Duke over the weekend, the Miami Hurricanes, Coach Larnega and boys, the Miami Hurricanes men's basketball team now ranked 20. They only dropped a few spots. They're looking to get back in the win column tonight. They are at FSU. FSU stinks in basketball this year. The Canes looking to get back in the win column. Six and three in the ACC. 15 and four overall. Uh, overall in the ACC. They're a couple games back of Clemson now. Clemson 8-1 in the ACC, number 24 ranked. Virginia Cavaliers are ranked 7th overall. They're 7-2. Canes beat them. They're 7-2. And then you have Pitt and Miami and North Carolina and Wake Forest and Syracuse all tied at 6-3. So the Canes looking to get their 7th ACC win tonight at FSU. I'm going to go big deal on that one. Hurricanes basketball team trying to get back in the win column. How about that? So tonight... Canes FSU, that's at 7 p.m. That's on ESPNU if you want to check that out. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes! Great show today by everybody. Thanks to everybody who put together a great show today. Appreciate all of you. Can we start the show tomorrow? Zaslow Show 2.0 on a Wednesday. Can we start the show celebrating a double dip tonight? Can we get a Heat win against the Celtics and a Panther win in Pittsburgh? Ah, man. 
I I'd be in such a good mood. We'll see. Stay tuned. We'll find out. Like, rate, comment, do all that stuff. That's good for the algorithm. And then I get all the monies. I appreciate all you guys. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.